Hey everyone, I'm Kristen Holmes, a national correspondent here at CNN. And this is a CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Friday, December 2nd. President Joe Biden's had a busy week with welcoming the French president for an official state visit, avoiding a rail strike, and the release of new job numbers. This week, President Biden welcomed French President Emmanuel Macron to the White House for an official state visit, Biden's first during his presidency. The two have a close working relationship, and officials on both sides saw the trip as a chance for the countries to strengthen their partnership on global challenges. France is one of our strongest partners, and historically, but uh, one of our strongest partners and the most capable allies. We come from the same values. We stand together, shoulder to shoulder. The leaders had a variety of events, including a meeting in the Oval Office that lasted just under three hours, where they addressed some key issues, including Russia's war in Ukraine. After the meeting, the two leaders wrote that they, quote, strongly condemn Russia's illegal war of aggression against Ukraine and stress that intentionally targeting civilians and civilian infrastructure constitutes war crimes whose perpetrators must be held accountable. But there was some disagreement over how to handle Russian President Vladimir Putin. Biden told reporters that Macron is prepared to speak with Putin if he's looking for a way to end the war in Ukraine, but that he has no immediate plans to contact Putin. Whereas Biden said this on the matter. I'm prepared if he's willing to talk to find out what he's willing to do, but I'll only do it in consultation with my NATO allies. I'm not going to do it on my own. The two leaders also pledged to coordinate their concerns surrounding China, including its human rights record. Biden and Macron also made progress on a key sticking point, the Inflation Reduction Act. As a reminder, the IRA is that sweeping health care, tax, and climate bill passed over the summer. Macron has repeatedly criticized the IRA's billions of dollars in electric vehicle subsidies because he claims it only applies to electric vehicles manufactured in North America, calling it protectionist. The Biden administration has stood up a working group with the European Union to address the issue, though the text of the IRA does limit the administration's ability to act. After the Oval Office meeting, Macron praised the working group and said the two leaders agreed that they need to resynchronize approaches. Biden added that the U.S. makes, quote, no apologies for the IRA, but said there were some glitches and changes that may need to be made to the law. But today, the White House followed up on Biden's comments, saying it does not plan to ask Congress to change anything about the IRA. And remember, this isn't the first time Biden and Macron have disagreed on something. Their strong show of unity this week comes after a somewhat rocky relations this time last year. You'll remember that Macron took the extraordinary step of recalling his ambassador to Washington for consultations over a U.S.-Australia submarine deal that blindsided the French and cost them a multi-billion dollar defense contract. But those tumultuous weeks now seem far from the minds of either men. Now, with the official state visit comes the lavish state dinner. And the guest list was big. It included celebrities as well as top lawmakers from both sides of the aisle. Stephen Colbert and John Legend were among the invitees to rub shoulders with House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and GOP leader Kevin McCarthy. And the meal featured caviar and butter poached lobster. At the meal, Biden celebrated ties between the two nations and offered a toast to the France-U.S. alliance. Viva la France and God bless America. Vive les États-Unis d'Amérique. Vive la France et vive l'amitié entre nos deux pays. And the two leaders and their spouses also exchanged gifts. But let's not pretend the dinner didn't have any domestic political overtones as well. 
As the Bidens roll out the red carpet for Macron and his wife, sources say they have two more state dinners in the works, along with several other social events to come. And many people with knowledge of White House planning and operations confirm this state dinner will be one of several hosted by the Biden administration in coming months, which some believe indicates Biden's intention to run for a second presidential term. One person told CNN, quote, these are intricate and expensive events. If the administration is willing to sink budget dollars into them, there's probably a larger strategy at play. Now, besides entertaining Macron this week, President Joe Biden also signed a bill to avert a looming railroad strike today. Back in September, his administration helped negotiate a deal to increase worker pay and make schedules more flexible. But four unions voted it down because it didn't include sick leave. So Congress got involved to break the impasse between rail companies and their workers. And even though some Democrats tried to get the sick leave provision added in, it didn't get enough votes in the Senate. But here were some of the arguments on both sides. Do we stand with workers in the rail industry and say, yes, you are right. Working conditions are horrendous. We cannot continue a process by which you have zero paid sick leave. There's trade-offs here. They got a 24% pay increase, but didn't get their sick leave. So pretty hefty on one side, but not anything on the other. That's a balance that typically is handled in negotiations. And before Biden signed the rail bill today, he also highlighted the latest jobs report. The U.S. economy added 263,000 jobs in November, and the unemployment rate held steady at 3.7%, according to the Labor Department. Biden highlighted these numbers as indicators of progress in the U.S. economy. But remember, the Federal Reserve has been aggressively raising interest rates to try to cool down inflation. And while some areas of the economy are showing the effects of the Fed's actions, home sales have fallen and inflation rates are starting to slow, these numbers are still considerably higher than pre-pandemic monthly averages. So the hope was actually that these numbers wouldn't be so strong, because this could mean more hikes from the Fed. That's it for today's political briefing. Thank you so much for listening. And please take a moment to be sure and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. CNN Political Briefing is a product of CNN Audio. Abby Swanson is our executive producer. Greg Peppers is our supervising producer. Fez Jamil is our senior producer. Our episodes are produced by Krista Bowe and Taylor Galgano. We'll be back on Monday.